You're tuning in to another episode of Wildlife Wonders Podcast. Sit back and relax, because today we're going to learn animal facts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Wildlife Wonders Podcast. I am your host, the one, the only, Sariana, back at it again with another episode on another week of another animal. We are at the end of the primate section. We are going to talk about a group of primates called tarsiers. But a little housekeeping first. Um, We have went over the other primates such as the lemur, the lorises, the apes, and the monkeys. We did not go over humans because I'm not going over humans. But this is the last of the primate section. We will be going back to how this podcast started of going through the animal groups such as mammals, amphibian, reptiles, and doing an animal of the week that way. In the future, we will have some interviews and some guests coming on, so stay tuned for that. Thank you, as always, for supporting, for sharing, for following, for telling a friend to tell a friend. Um, If you want to continue to support and stay up to date on everything Wildlife Wonders, please follow on Instagram at Wildlife Wonders Podcast, Wildlife Wonders with an S, podcast, all one word, on Instagram. You can find the podcast on every major streaming platform such as Buzzsprout, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and a lot of things like that. The link is on the Instagram page. So if you ever want to find past episodes or if you want to re-listen episodes, you can go on there. But also you can find the link to the other places where you can find the podcasts. Um, Other than that, um, yeah, I think that's about it. If you didn't already know from the last episode, I will announce it again. Um, the podcast is now bi-weekly. So every other week instead of every week how it started, but it is still released every other Friday. So two times a month instead of every week or instead of the four times a month. I don't plan to keep that long term, but this is what we're going with for now. That works better with my schedule. So if you... The week that I don't release an episode, feel free to go back and listen to episodes and catch up if you're a little behind or re-listen to episodes, however you fancy. So without further ado, we're going to go right into it. So tarsiers are our last group of primates that we're going to go over. There is about 13 species of tarsiers. They are all completely different. They're completely different in looks, where they're located. Um, the only thing I would say is pretty much the same is their... Um, They all eat about the same things, but as far as like um, how long they carry their babies, their vocalizations, all completely different. So they're all still tarsiers, but they're completely different species. So in general, I'm just going to give you the facts of overall tarsiers for the most part. And then if you're if you're really interested in tarsiers, you can always look at specific species or learn more online. But either way. They are found in Southeast Asia, all over Southeast Asia. There's something about a Wallace line that tarsiers are the only, I think the only, I don't know if they're only animals or primates found on both sides of the line. But regardless, they do live on the islands of the Southern Philippines, Sulawesi, Borneo, Banka, Belatun, the Natuna Islands, and Sumatra. I feel like we've talked about a lot of animals in Asia, y'all. Like a few of them. But either way, last primate that we're talking about. They are carnivorous. They are the only primate that is entirely carnivorous. They eat nothing but other meats and other prey, such as insects, which is their main food source. Uh, But they also eat bats. They also eat birds and snakes um, and lizards. 
the only thing I would say I could see how like there's such small animals that I would find it very surprising for them to eat large size snakes and birds um, or lizards. And if they do, I did not watch a video of them eating, but I could probably find one to put it on the page. I have to post that if I see a small little animal or the small tarsier take down this like big snake or bird. That would be very interesting. But they are completely 100% carnivorous. Now, like I said, they are pretty small. And when I say pretty small, they're only about three and a half to six inches long. They are itty bitty things. Um, they're itty bitty, but they're powerful. Like a lot of animals we learned about. They have fur that is usually uh, brown to grayish color depending on the species they have huge eyes which is what they're known for um their eyes are almost bigger than their head if it's not bigger than their head it's huge um they're big they're round they're like yellowish color they are nocturnal um so they do see at night but that is the main thing they're known for but outside of their eyes they're bulging big eyes they have a head that can rotate about 180 degrees. They have very elongated limbs. Uh, the reason that one of the reasons they're called tarsiers is because their ankle, I think it's like their ankle bones is called tarsals or tarsals is extremely long. Uh, they also, their tail is twice the length of, twice the length of their body. They have um, dry and hair covered noses. They're dry nose primates, I guess, if you want to call them. And they also have a short body and long ankle bones, which is what I was saying about the tar. That's their tarsals are very long. Now they use their, which I'll go more into later, but they use these long bones to leap from tree to tree. They also have um, their fur is very thick and it's silky. Okay, they are getting fresh presses all summer long. Their tail is actually, even though it has fur on the top, it's actually scaling underneath, kind of like a reptile, um, which is very odd, but. Yeah, that's what they, if you ever want to know what the undertail of a tarsier looks like, you can tell people it's scaly. Now, as I was saying, like, their behavior, they're small, but they, they don't climb in search of their food like other animals. They actually stay pretty low in the trees because they're so small, because they're asleep during the day and they rest, they rest like sitting upright on trees, like clinging to a tree. Um, that's how they go to sleep. That's how they rest during the day. But they actually stay closer down to the ground or further down to the bottom of the tree because they need a lot of coverage from leaves, from praise and everything from seeing them. And because they're so small, and I guess while they're closing their eyes, they rest and they don't want to get snuck up on. Maybe that's the whole reasoning behind it. But regardless, they do press their tails against the trees for support. Like I said, they do sleep during the day. Their grip, they have little digit fingers so they use their grips to hold themselves to the trees um but they're kind of like um their grips i guess when it's pushed against the trees is kind of like adhesive in a way it's almost like an adhesive um command strip to keep them on the tree uh they move through the forest by jumping from tree to tree they do not crawl up and down the trees for praise when they see their prey this is how it works okay so they're on the tree right and they're sitting on the tree. They're waiting and waiting and waiting. They see their prey. Now, mind you, like I said, they can rotate their head 180 degrees. And imagine as a prey, seeing something on a tree suddenly turn their head all the way to the back of their head. These big eyes searching at you like, you're my target. I'm about to eat you. That's terrifying, okay? So, they're sitting on the tree. They see their prey. They turn their head 180 degrees. One of two things happen. 
they either reach out and grab that prey if it's close enough, I guess, or like if it's a bird or something leaping through the air or flying through the air or in the air, they will leap from the tree, grab the prey, grab the next tree and enjoy their dinner. Okay. Very skillful. You would have to time that perfectly when it comes to flying things. And I, uh, they are, I think somewhere I read they're up to 24 miles per hour. Like they run, they jump pretty quickly. Um, but overall, yeah, that's pretty much how it works. They do not, they are low effort animals. They say, get someone else to do it. Cause they're not, they're not going to run around trying to find prey. They're going to do it the way that's energy efficient to them. Okay. So that's kind of how that works when it comes to buy, um, their prey and the behavior. Now they are also very vocal. Every species, like I said before, has their own vocalization, but that kind of brings us into the mating section. They live in a monogamous pair, so the just the male and the female. They're mostly solitary, but but there are so many different species. There are some that are extremely social, but for the most part, they're solitary. They live in monogamous pairs, and they keep in contact through vocalizations. Now, the vocalizations are during the night and is defending their territory against other pairs and they have extremely high pitched calls there is a different call between the male and the female in um in Sulawesi the island on the island of Celebes or Sulawesi they're called duets when it's a difference call between the men and the females uh but they're complementary and i guess it kind of says like hey i'm trying to get with you and then the female or the male says okay cool scott scott whatever they try to say i'm gonna get with you too okay we're gonna take over this area and we're gonna tell everybody else this is our area and that's gonna be that and let's get together of course i'm making up this conversation i'm pretty sure it's a little more elaborate process than that but y'all get the picture so that's kind of how that works and the mothers they carry their um they carry the babies for about six months and the crazy thing about it I always say humans are like the least developed animals when they come out compared to a lot of other species. But regardless, when they come out from the first day, from day one, like an elephant, did you know when elephants come out? I think within a couple hours, they can stand upright and walk and all that. Anyway, random fact about elephants. But regardless, with this, the tarsier, from the first day they came out, one, they full of fur. They got bundles of hair when they come out, okay? Two, they are well developed when they come out outside of the bundles of hair and the fur all over their body they can cling to the tree on day one they can cling to the tree by themselves they don't need their mama no they can do it on their own also they're able to climb right well not right when they come out but within that day they can also climb as well as cling to the tree now with tarsier babies they do um, stick to their moms they do stay on your moms i think they can start mating around one year i want to say one or two years but other than that their eyes are fully open they have a full coat of fur luscious thick fur and they are able to hold on to the tree and crawl and do what they need to do on the day they come out i think mind-blowing to me that's mind-blowing now they do have predators they are very small i'm pretty sure um even though they can jump really quickly they're itty bitty easy to eat quick little snack appetizer for some animals who knows but they are their main predators are cats 
big snakes or snakes in general and then birds of prey uh which is also why not so much for the cats and snakes part but it also might be the other component as to why they're low because birds of prey if you're high in the trees with no covers they're going to be able to see you and scoop down and get you quicker versus if you're lower down to the ground where you have more coverage um leaves and bushes and stuff over you it's easier to hide they have a lifespan of about 12 to 20 years. This I know is kind of a wide range, but I guess it depends on the species. And they are um, re currently their conservation status is slowly, uh, well, I want to say slowly, they're declining. It is mostly due to habitat loss and fragmentation, just like with any animals that you have that are arboreal, which means they stay in the trees. If you take a section out of the, the forest, how are they going to be able to go to the other side? So usually two things happen. One or two things. They either are stuck in that area and they're limited on their resources because they can't get to the other areas of the other side because either they never come down with a lot of animals that are boreal. They don't come down or there's a lot of risk to come down to get to another area. So that's one. And two, you split up the population when you cut um, habitats down. So... That's like saying you have a neighborhood and you have four houses in the row, right? And your mom is on one house on the one end and your dad is on the other house on the other end. And y'all use these two houses. There's connection in y'all garages to go from one house to the other. You can't go outside. You go through the houses. So if you take the two houses out the middle, how are you going to be able to get to the other house to get to your mom or the vice versa to get to your dad? Yeah. So that's kind of how that is if you want to think about it that way. Now... There's different reasons for habitat loss. One is oil, um, like we talked about before, where you have palm oil and that whole mission and business there. Um, but also another thing, which is not as common, but it can happen with tar seers or any, any kind of animal. But when habitat fragmentation happens and deforestation is happening, sometimes they use burning methods or they cut down and in those cases it's possible that animal could be in the tree or get trapped and the tree falls and they get hurt or whatever or they get killed in the process unfortunately i like to think that there's a humane way that they do that but not every place or person is going to care that much about saving the animals in those trees and a little bit of the pet trade but we'll get into that a little bit so fun facts of the day so what are the fun facts we're at the end already what are the fun facts matter of fact today i got four four of them for you today not three but four well the first one is each of their eyes are heavier than their brain that means their brain is not very big but each of their eyes are heavier than their brain. Their eyes are huge. That's what Tarsiers are known for. They're humongous. You're not going to miss them. So that's the first fun fact. Two, I've said already, um, but I'll repeat it. They live close to the ground, unlike a lot of arboreal animals that live higher up in the trees. I think they're about something along anywhere from 6 to 12 feet from the ground, which is very, very low. I'm sure they go up at some point or jump up at some point, but yeah. The third... Number three, they're the oldest surviving primates. Somewhere, I think it said like 40 million years now. Of course, they've evolved. They've changed. I'm pretty sure the old cousins that they had back then were not the same as the ones they have now. But they're the oldest surviving primates. And the last one, which I'm glad to mention, because y'all always... 
I hear so many people come to me like, oh, I want a pet monkey. Oh, I want a pet primate. And this is how I'm going to close out the primate section. Um, these specifically do not do well in captivity. They need habitat and prey. Um, the habitat needs they have in the prey do not make them good animals to have in um, captivity. These this specific species of primates actually have uh, suicidal tendencies, which who would have known? But they can get very stressed and they're too small to have in cages. They're stressed very easily by light, by noise, humans, and being touched. And they'll bash their little heads against the trees or whatever it is, the habitat, the cage, um, when they're stressed out, which can lead to death. So they commit, yeah, they commit suicide in a way, which is very, very sad. So think about that. They only live typically 2 to 12 years if in captivity, if that. So these animals do not do well with being put in a cage. So just just think about that. I'm not really sure. I don't think I've ever really seen many tarsiers at like zoos and stuff. I'm not really sure the whole whole guidelines with that. And I do understand that that also might be a stressful environment in general. But I, I feel like at least with those environments, they will have more control over those elements and a little more informed than someone just buying them for a pet. But... As we're closing out this section, I do want to leave on a last note for everybody out there thinking about buying primates as pets. Please do not. Um, The main thing, and I can tell you from someone that's worked in a primate sanctuary, uh, that is a bad idea. uh, Because what usually happens is people get primates because, oh, they're so cute. Oh, they're adorable. Oh, I have a pet monkey or I have a whatever the case may be. One, every animal, any anything that has teeth have the potential to bite, but any animal has the potential to bite. Not saying that that's the first thing a monkey or primate will do, but a lot of primates or monkeys are not, a lot of primates in general, but specifically monkeys, because we're talking about pet monkeys or lorises, well, I mean, even lorises and stuff, with slow lorises, specifically specifically with that species in order to make them pets their toxins have to be removed so usually their teeth um are removed their grooming comb that we talked about and the toxins are usually sometimes removed i think from their pits and stuff too in order to make them pets which is really messed up as far as monkeys some people remove monkeys canines so they can't bite them or a lot of other stuff to make them more docile and pet friendly which you're not going to make a monkey that pet friendly also a lot of monkeys are socials and need to be around other monkeys Uh, other problems is that people usually don't provide enough space or the right diet for them Uh, they are being monetized and used for publicity and entertainment um, in a lot of um, sideshow farms and zoos and also just for people just getting them for looks and not actually providing the right care if you do get a primate monkey which i'm not suggesting but if you do think about exotic exotic vet bills if you try to travel uh the cost of either everywhere is not going to accept a monkey there so the cost of traveling with it the cost of if you're not traveling who are you going to have to take care of it a lot of primates live very long a lot of people can't handle that um the cost of the vets if something is wrong another thing is everything doesn't stay 
young for very long. Everything's not going to be a baby for very long. Keep that in mind when buying these exotic animals because a lot of times what happens is when these exotic animals reach maturity or adolescence, they can become possessive. Uh, They can become aggressive in some cases. And also with a lot of primates that people get as pets, they are pretty smart sometimes. They can tear up your house. They can take your things apart. They can sometimes get out. You have to go to extra precautions to make sure you're locking up materials and make sure you have things put in a safe space to make sure that potentially that monkey or whatever primate is doesn't harm other family members when it becomes possessive over one family member. Our it's just a lot of a lot of things like that to consider. Like I said, I do not condone buying a primate for a pet, but I can only give my advice. And that is how I'm closing out this section. Hopefully everybody takes that into consideration and also just look into as cute as they are, just look into how much the pet trade tears. I have talked about it before, affects a lot of primates out there. The links that people have to go. Sometimes the monkey mother is killed in order to get this primate baby that y'all like or the baby monkey. And sometimes also along with that is the baby was not ready to be weaned. And so you're getting a baby that has other emotional, physical problems because they were weaned or taken from their mother in a traumatic way or way too early. But that is the last of this. Thank you, like always, every week for tuning in to another, well, every other week now, for tuning in to another episode of Wildlife Wonders Podcast. This is Sariana, and I'll see you in two weeks. Bye.